1: The second round is in full swing, and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day. The best part? It's free-to-play. DraftKings free to play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings pool page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only
0: at DraftKings. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey
1: everyone, welcome to the Bolts Broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson, Chase Crawshaw with me today, and Chase... How are you doing on this lovely Sunday afternoon? It was kind of a long night last night. Um, so I, I kinda wanna know how you started the day
0: when you first woke up. How was that versus how you're feeling now? Well, uh how I feel right now is fantastic. Uh that's even after this morning I woke up, slept pretty good, just just had a, a headache, nothing major, just kind of like like a headache. Ah, oh, whatever. I, I popped a couple of Advil and I had zero symptoms the rest of the day. So I, I was actually doing pretty good, um, and I got a good amount of sleep. I can't complain, and then I felt even better as the day went on because I remembered, oh, that's right, our Tampa Bay Lightning are in the Stanley Cup Finals. You're damn right, and I'm, I'm a little bit tired. I'll be honest. We had a
1: long night, like I mentioned earlier on. We went to a buddy's sister's grad party, and uh, he's got four four family members there four kids in that family including him and I've gone to every single one of their grad parties now chase i don't know if this is was this the first where you've truly gotten to experience everything
0: yeah cuz dylan's uh, i i showed up but i just had surgery a week before i couldn't really do anything um and then i was not able to i i didn't get invited to Madison's. Uh i did not i don't know if i should be say their names whatever it doesn't matter regardless um I, yeah but this, this last one was the um yeah, it was really the only one I have fully been to.
1: Okay, yeah. So they're usually pretty wild, and the six shotguns um, within like two hours probably not good. Also, the fact that Chase was like, "Hey, let's you, me, and Emma just take a tequila shot," and then no one took a tequila shot. I had to take. I didn't say I want to take a tequila Chase shot. Just threw it out. No, I legit had the tequila, and because Dave said there was tequila back there, so I got it. And you're like, are we doing a shot? I'm like, sure. So I poured one for us three, and then you didn't even do yours, and I drank Emma's, and it, it ruined it for me. And so I was feeling terrible today. Um, I am better now, just a little bit tired, and very happy, though, because we were one goal away, really two goals away, two goals for the Islanders away from me not watching the Stanley Cup Finals. And thank gosh, the Tampa Bay Lightning went all out in Game 7 on Friday. It was a very entertaining game, one that was pretty stressful there towards the end. But thankfully, due to just the amazing depth on the team and the countless
0: numbers of block shots, we were able to take the victory. Yeah, I mean, it It was a weird game. The, the only... Goal scored was a shorthanded goal. It was, so, it was some weird stat. I don't know. It was like the first game seven um, that only had one goal scored that being shorthanded. Some really random status all pulled up. Um, yeah, it was just, just a weird game. The way it all went, it was, yeah, it was, it was really defensive, more conservative. And table any came up on top. Vasilevsky has clinched four straight series with a shutout. That is the longest streak in NHL history. Uh, so you know, there's a lot to pull out of that game. It, it was it was good stuff. I'm super excited for this week. Absolutely, in Tampa, they really pulled a New York
1: Islanders. They were trying to trap the Islanders in the center of the ice, and when they got when the Islanders got into Tampa's zone, they were able to get their body in front of the puck, which was. Amazing to see. They had 21 block shots on game seven Friday night. Uh, the Islanders only mustered 18 shots on Vasilevsky. And when you're playing a goalie with of the caliber of Andre Vasilevsky, 18 shots isn't going to get it done.
0: No, absolutely not. You got to get a lot more going there. If you're going to hardly test him, he's going to make sure he makes every save. So if you want to get him going, Montreal, I know you guys are listening you, you got to make him work. And but, uh, at the same time, though, if you make him work and you're not getting legitimate chances, you're just boosting his confidence. And when he's playing at a high confidence level, making athletic saves, he's literally impossible to score on. So, uh, you know, take that advice with, with a grain of salt. Uh, Dominic Descharm, I know you're listening right now. Uh, just, be, be, you know, be, be ready to game plan. I absolutely love the
1: fact that the Islanders have gotten Crushed, and I'm gonna say crushed, even though that's not really the case. I, I love that the Islanders have gotten thrown out of the playoffs two years in a row now by the Tampa Bay Lightning. We all know my love for the Islanders, so to see them go down once again, so close. But oh, so far away. Absolutely love to see now. Chase for the Stanley Cup Finals. We've got the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Montreal Canadiens. I feel like that's a Stanley Cup Final that almost everyone predicted. We all saw it coming. And what are we expecting out of this series?
0: It's gonna be interesting. Um, so I, I was on, on a show earlier today. I'll I'll, I'll do the shout out right now. So I was on a show that the Blue Line Report. Uh, so this kid Jack, you know, his 13 year old kid, he he does some great work there. So make sure to go check him out on Twitter at Blue Line with JB. Um and so I you know I broke it down on his show today too. Uh it it was a good time, but obviously gonna break it down here again. Um it's gonna be an interesting series. You know, Montreal, they went this whole class, everyone's like, all right, okay, they're they're the joke, they're the laughing stock. They're they're gonna get their shit kicked in by Montreal. We're gonna move on or by Toronto, excuse me, and then we're just gonna move on. Well, they somehow won one series and then another and then another, and here we are. So you want to look at these two teams and be like, okay, Tampa's just going to pull them. Like it's not even close. The only thing they can argue is close to the goaltending. That's because Bryce is playing at his kind of former level, but still vast is the currently best goalie in the world. It's not even a question. Like, no one comes close. So really at the end of the day, th- like this shouldn't be a competition, but n- neither should have any of those series. So the fact that Montreal's here, you got to take them seriously. They're here for a reason. They're playing a great team game. Carrie price is playing well. Uh, you know, he's just been that dude for them so far. So Tampa can't come in and just expect Molly them. They got to be ready. It's going to be a scary series
1: because you mentioned it. I think it was either last episode or two episodes ago. Uh, Teams that win the Stanley Cup, they find ways to win when they are not the best team on the ice. And Montreal has done that time and time again this playoff. So it's going to be tough. We have to be the best team every single night because, they can still take games where we're the best team every single night. So we're going to have to do that. If if they're the best team on the ice in a certain night, we know they're taking that because that's just how things have rocked for the Montreal Canadiens this year. Um, I'm excited to see the goalie matchup. I mean, you got the best goalie in the world, Andre Vasilevsky. You have, I would say, a... At least right now, a top eight goalie in the world. And Carey Price used to be best goalie in the world, Carey Price. Um, he's playing unbelievable right now. And he's the main reason why they got here to the Stanley Cup finals. I'm very excited to see the goalie matchup. And there's a lot of money dished out between these two goalies.
0: Yeah, I mean, we got about $20 million right there. Uh, it, it, it's quite a bit there. I mean, these guys are paid this much for a reason. Vasilevsky still living up to the value of that contract. Price, maybe not anymore. But you can argue with the way he's playing right now that he is. And the fact that he he's the whole reason there's teams in the Seneca Finals. So he's worth every single penny he's getting paid at the moment. Uh, its It should be one hell of a matchup. I can't imagine Price just collapsing at any point. You know, he's held up so well so far in the playoffs. I, I got to imagine he keeps that momentum rolling. I think he just kind of rediscovered himself and rediscovered that confidence. So it's not going to be a high-scoring matchup. I really don't think. I think it's, there's going to be some really close games um, maybe you know just below league average for scoring um and what like a seven game segment would be I think I think it's kind of what we're gonna expect or, or kind of what we're gonna see what should we should expect to see is what I should say jeez
1: and we really didn't mention much about the Montreal Vegas series that series was not finished the last time we came to you guys Obviously it is now Montreal meeting us in the Stanley Cup Finals um coming out recently Alex Mar- or Alec Martinez for the Vegas Golden Knights he was playing in the playoffs with a broken foot, yet he was still leading the league in block shots. Um, that's pretty tremendous out of him, and unfortunate that his team around him couldn't, you know, help him get it done and and help the injury seem like it's not that big of a deal if you're making the Stanley Cup Finals.
0: Yeah, I mean that that guy, Alec Martinez, is my cousin's old high school workout friend. Uh, you know, they went to the same high school. they were good friends. Now he's in the NHL. He's a two-time Stanley Cup champion. He played incredibly well for Vegas in these playoffs. You and he, like, even when you like realize he's playing with a broken foot, with how well he played, blocking seventy-two shots. I think was the number through three series or three rounds. Um, just incredible stuff. Like, he's he's gonna get paid well this off season. I imagine it to be like a two, maybe three or max type of contract because he is on the older side. But he, he's gonna get paid well from his performance this year. From his like you can tell his clear leadership. He brings just the extra factor you want in a locker room. Whoever want, ends up with them, they're going to end up with one hell of a player. I don't think he'll be back in Vegas. I think he'll be elsewhere. Uh, so where that will be, I'm not sure. But that's one damn good hockey player they'll be getting. Yeah,
1: and and to see what he was able to do on the broken foot was yeah even even more of a sight to see. So awesome to uh, to you know really see the resilience of of hockey players. I mean, you look across the way, the basketball playoffs, NBA playoffs are happening right now, and players are sitting out for a sore thumb or whatever it is. But over here in hockey, that's not going to be the case. You can have broken bones. I know Patrice Bergeron, he had, like, broken ribs and a punctured lawn a couple yep. years back and still played. So absolute craziness. You love to see it out of the hockey players. But, Chase, you're a big betting guy. Let's talk about the money lines between the Vegas – or not the, not the Vegas Golden Knights – between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Montreal Canadiens.
0: Yeah, so – you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning, like starting this playoffs, uh, they were one of the favorites, one of the betting favorites. Of course, I mean, talented team. Everyone knows that Montreal Canadiens were very, very, very clearly not the favorites. You know, depending what book you're at, they were in from plus two thousand to plus five thousand. So you put a hundred bucks on them, you could win anywhere from two to five grand, whatever uh, you're betting at. I mean, it's obviously seems like a stretch, but great odds. Um, so I guarantee you there's diehard Montreal fans out there who put money on them. And they could get a very big potential payoff here. I mean, that, that would be awesome. So, there's definitely some big money on the line if Montreal wins this. Montreal's coming into the series as the current betting underdogs, too. I don't remember what the actual line is. I m- happen to forget to write that down, but I know they're like they're pretty clear, you know, clearly not the favorites in the series, but they haven't been in any other series either. So, it's going to be interesting uh, to see, you know, I, I, I you know, as I mentioned, I can, I really can't imagine Tampa losing this, but Montreal's done so much throughout the first three rounds that nothing's impossible. So, like, if the line's not bad, you know, maybe, maybe some, like, the listeners, uh, uh, maybe, maybe I should throw some money on them. I'm not going to do it in drinks, anything, jinx, anything, but maybe you should throw some money on them so you can get a kind of win win situation.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, it it's, it's kind of hard to pick because with the amount of money that, uh, you could make it with Montreal taking the series it would be awesome but at the same time you might just be throwing away money you know so um it it's a little different here but uh I do got the odds here Tampa they are favored um 275 and Montreal is a 225 underdog um for the overall series so going to be exciting to see what happens um and that is with draftkings so Going to be super excited to see how the series pans out. But Chase, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. On the other side of the commercial break, uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. But we're going to start with the MVP of each team um, that is currently in the Stanley Cup. So the MVP of the Montreal Canadiens and the MVP of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, after that, we got some news to go over with um, some, some pretty shitty stuff. So stay tuned for that. We'll be right back.
0: HF boards is the internet's largest and longest running community for discussion surrounding ice hockey, including coverage of the NHL college teams and anywhere else. The sport is played globally. Join in nearly half a million active conversations happening now on HF boards.
1: All right, Jason, we are back uh, from the quick commercial break. Going to be going into some MVP conversation on both sides of the team. So, obviously, the Smythe gets awarded at the end of the playoffs. We want to talk about potential Smythe winners, depending on which team wins the series. That will most likely tell us which player will take home the Smythe. Obviously, that's not always the case, as we have seen a member of the losing team, excuse me, win the Conn Smythe before, but uh, we, we do want to talk about some of that. So, Chase, for you, when we're looking at Tampa first, who are a couple names to look at for a possible con Smythe Trophy winner?
0: So, I've got four names uh, that I think are worth mentioning and two that are, like, the most likely so I'll start with the two that are most likely. Um, that's Nikita Kucherov and Andrei Vasilevsky. Kuch has been fantastic twenty-seven points in the playoffs so far. He's you know clearly been the best skater in these playoffs. And then Andrei Vasilevsky in the back end. If if you are playing the way that he is right now, and you are the goalie on a Stanley Cup winning team, you know th- th- there is a good chance that you are gonna you are gonna be getting those votes. So those two guys are pretty clearly the favorites there, but. Two other names worth mentioning, Brayden Point, uh, he was on a tear in that third round. He's been playing fantastic. You know, he's a true number one center. He's really shown that the last couple of years. Been such a big contributor. And then Anthony Sorelli. I mean, this, this kid really is just a big game player. He's been tremendous in every single playoff game. Uh, it just So something just turns him up about four or five notches when the playoff starts. It's been fantastic. And I really think they would not be where they are without him at this point. So, as you could argue, you know, I mean, of course, same thing with Vasilevsky, they probably wouldn't be here either. So, you know, those are two guys where you can really argue, you know, are are like, if if they can't get to that point without them, you know, they probably are the most valuable player in that aspect. You know what I mean? For sure.
1: And you said that Kucherov and Vasilevsky probably the favorites right now. I'll say this if I had a vote for the Con Smythe and Tampa were to take the series. I'd probably give the nod to Braden Point right now. Just what he's been able to do in round three and even at the end of round two, he had nine straight games with a goal. Um, Unfortunately, that was snapped during game seven against the Islanders. But the way he's been able to produce when Kucherov, he got hurt in game six, I think it was. um, And Braden Point was there to step up. Uh, So the way that he's really stepped up, I think... That would be my vote. If you had a vote,
0: which would you go for? Who would you go for? I'd probably have to give it to Vasilevsky uh, at the end of the day. Just because, you know, he's just such a key piece. If, if you threw McAllen in here, they would not be here. Um, the, the, you know, there's other ways you could throw in that they probably would be here. You know, they'd be here with Carey Price, they'd be here with like a Tuukka Rask, uh, they'd be here with the Connor Hellbuck, but really that's that's about where where that list ends. You know, a lot of teams, like if they had those guys, would be at this point too. Uh, but Vasilevsky, you know, he's putting up like borderline historical numbers right now. He, he's, he's been playing great. So was Carey Price. Um, so, you know, I, I, I do think that without Vasilevsky, it should be a different team that we'd be seeing. And then we look at Montreal's side. Uh, if Montreal were to
1: win the Stanley Cup, who would be some names to keep an eye on for their Conn Smythe winner?
0: Uh, so I, I got I got four names here. I got Carey Price, uh, Carey Price, probably Carey Price, and then the other one I'd, I'd probably say Carey Price, too. Um, yeah, so, so Carry price Price, like, it's, it's him. Like, he's the reason they're here. He might get, he might get that award if they lose, if, if he plays great through the series and they still lose, he, he might get the award anyway. Um, if I had to throw in another name, Shea Weber, he's found himself really, you know, very strongly in these playoffs. He, he's really brought back his game back to where he was. You know, he was this one time great defenseman, uh, one of the best defensemen in the league. He's kind of slowed down with his injuries. But he's been playing fantastic in these playoffs, and he's been a really key piece. So, you know, those are two guys uh, that are very high up there. I know I'm sure there's another name that you want to mention here in a minute, and we'll definitely talk about him. Well,
1: I think you might be thinking, I'm thinking of Cole Caulfield, but I was actually thinking of Nick Suzuki. I think he's played really well. I mean, I think a lot of the young guys have really stepped up. So I'm excited to see what would happen. I, I don't think Cole Caulfield would be able to get the Con Smythe, no matter how impactful he really is in these games. And we've been able to see that over the past couple of rounds. Um, I, I think he wouldn't be able to get that just because when you look at how many games played versus how many points, where Suzuki, he's up there in points. I think he's got over 20 points right now or something in the playoffs this, this round or this year, excuse me. So um, I'm excited to see what happens. And no, that's not the case at all, actually. Suzuki's sitting at 13.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's say, like, like, like you're, you're trifling. You must be from 30 Well, 13
1: through 17 is really good.
0: No, I, it, I was it, looking at... Career playoff numbers, excuse me. Gotcha, and, and no, he, he's been playing awesome for sure. And like Caulfield, since he's gotten in the lineup, has been just like he didn't. It took him a while to score, but really in the series against Vegas, he was just like he was such a force. So he's just you had a game plan completely different for him. So it's you know that's that's why he he deserves some recognition. I don't think he'd ever actually be considered for the vote. But like him and him and Suzuki are two names that are really worth mentioning because they're they're two guys that that have really just come out strongly in these playoffs. And two young
1: kids that Montreal can continue to build around uh, going into their future, which is so annoying. I mean, we've talked about it so many times, Chase, that the Canadian teams seem to love grabbing the good old American boys. Cole Caulfield, Austin Matthews, and so many others. It's like, just let America have their own players. Right. I feel that. Like Edmonton got freaking McDavid, the best Canadian player to come out since Sidney Crosby, and Edmonton was able to get him. And then you have the best American player since Patrick Kane come out and Toronto wants them. No, that's that's not fair.
0: Yeah, I I, I, I feel that it, it would be very lovely to see, you know, our American boys working with our American markets. But at the end of the day, it's the NHL. And, you know, just just we want these like big names playing in big markets, I guess. So I, I, I guess, you know, it's it, it you got to I don't know what the phrasing I'm looking for is here, but, you know, you just got to kind of deal with it. Know what I mean? Yeah, it is what it is. But uh, all right, Chase, we got to talk
1: about something serious now. Uh, The Chicago Blackhawks, they are in some deep shit, and we are surely going to see some shakeup in the front office because of what has come out recently.
0: Yeah, so anyone that hasn't seen, there's been some sexual assault allegations. Um, You know, we don't want to talk too much about the legal matters of this whole thing, but it's not great stuff. It's really bad for the organization, really bad look. It's something we don't want in the sport. We don't want in the world in general. I uh, you know it, it 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 angers me that people do this type of shit and they're allowed to keep these jobs and they're they're allowed to keep getting these jobs. He you know the guy who is facing these charges was recommended for multiple jobs. He ended up working at a high school where he got caught and was actually you know tried for sexually assaulting a kid there too. So it, it's horseshit that people like that are enabled in in this world. I don't fucking understand it. All these high profile people you know they're allowed to get away with this type of sick shit. And I can't fucking stand it. So everyone needs to pay the price. Uh, you know, there, there, there's guys even outside of the Blackhawks, too. So, of course, in the Blackhawks, like Stan Bowman, he, I he probably should lose his job. Uh, Mark Bergevin, he, not GM of the Canadians, he knew all about this stuff. Kevin Shalde- excuse Shovedev, the GM of the Winnipeg Jets, he knew about all this stuff. Joel Quinville, head coach of the Florida Panthers, he knew about all this stuff. So everybody knew about all this stuff. I think there's a good chance a lot of these guys lose their jobs. Let's just say this: they supposedly
1: knew about all this stuff because we don't we don't want to be uh, um,
0: throwing allegations well, out there I, and getting sued and shit. I, I I'll take I'll t- take the risk here. Right. I I don't care because multiple players have said every single person in their organization knew about everything. So I right. will, chase I'll will take em. the
1: risk. Chase Croshaw, not Mike Mitchellson. Mike Mitchellson says supposedly. I don't no, need I, any I'll legal cases at my front door. Yeah, no, it is what it is. So yeah, supposedly all this stuff is happening. So um, it's it's messy, and you hate to see it, and um, shit like that. So, w- what is it again? Sexual assault or sexual yep. harassment in the Close. locker room? Uh, absolutely disgusting. Doesn't have a place. Uh, not only in sports, but in this world, that doesn't have a place. That should uh, that should be pretty clear here. Just absolutely disgusting. You hate to see it. Um, hopefully the players that had to go through that, um, hopefully they're in a better spot now and are able to, you know, recoup. Because that's a tough situation. I've never been in something like that, and I can only imagine how hard it was for them. So uh, we, we send our prayers, thoughts and prayers to them, and uh, we're excited to see some change coming. Because if it doesn't, then that's an even bigger issue, and that's where we got to look at the front office of the NHL, not just teams. Agreed. All right, Chase. Well, let's get off of the negative, talk a little bit more about the positive. We got two other pieces of news here, uh, starting off with Mark Messier joining ESPN.
0: Yeah, Mark Messier will join ESPN as a studio analyst next season. Um, I'm going to assume this is like the same role that Barry Melrose plays. You know, he, he's going to be there um, like on, on game days, or maybe he'll be on Sports Center stuff talking about hockey. So cool for Messier. Um, you know, cool, cool for ESPN in the NHL. It's a very, you know, recognizable face, one of the all time greats in the game. Uh it just it's good for everybody at the end of the day. Adding more names and uh more big faces that every person in the NHL
1: community knows uh on the broadcast is great. Because, I mean, we see it with the NFL. You got your Terry Bradshaw's in there and um, your Tony Romo's out there. So to, to see big hockey names getting into the broadcast side of things, too, is absolutely amazing. So ESPN really taking a nice, good first step, um, bringing in some some names that every hockey fan knows and love. But, Chase, moving on, our final piece of news. We got to talk more about the Seattle Kraken as they have their first coach.
0: Yeah, yuck. Uh, Dave Haxtall, <laughs> a former Philadelphia Flyers head coach, was named the head coach of the Seattle Kraken. Um, I'm not a fan of this hire. I wasn't a fan of the hire when he first got into the NHL. I never liked him as a coach. Something always about him that just kind of bugged me. He didn't have success. Uh, you know, that's not saying he can't have success. Because we've seen coaches before their second stints. You know, they, they come around a little bit better. So who knows? This change of scenery, this new team could be good for him. But I just think there's other options out there. You know, if you could have gone on Gerard Gallant, uh, that, that would have been a great fit. He's already been through this process. He helped Vegas be a Stanley Cup finalist. He should have never been fired from that job in the first place. So I just think that would have been the, like, the ultimate fit.
1: Yeah, and I I am not a big fan of Dave Haxtall, but I figure we should recognize what he's done so far. So he's had four years as an NHL head coach, all with the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, Pretty good overall regular season record. He's above 500 when it comes to the regular season. However, three appearances in the... uh, No, actually only two appearances in the playoffs, both round one losses um, and then... His second season, he missed the playoffs completely. His fourth season, he didn't get to finish it, got fired before that point. So, um, not, not really a guy you want in the playoffs, but as a regular season
0: coach, he could be decent according to his numbers. Yeah. But if you can't win the, the whole prize and it ain't worth shit, so I don't care if it's a new franchise, uh, you, you need guys that help build that culture, players, coaches, everything, um, Haxall just doesn't come off to me as a culture guy. I could be completely wrong. I'm not in the room. I don't know anything. Just based on what I see, I'll look at him, what I see on the ice, what I see in, in media. It just, he does not seem like that, like a culture kind of guy. If you can, you know, like Jargalon is, he's someone, he, he loves the players. He's he's very passionate. He's very knowledgeable. He's had a lot of success. So that's just a guy like using as an example because I think he would have been such a good hire. uh I, I think there's just, there's other candidates to be had to be looked at, but this very well could work out. And I hope it does. I I love Seattle's jerseys, love their logo, love what they're doing over there. Uh, So, you know, I I, I hope they can put together a competitive team. Chase, when are we going to see some new hires, guys that aren't the same old names that we've known for 5, 10 years? You're funny. You're funny, Mike. It's the NHL. It, this is what happens. Coaches get like, recycled every single season. I don't get
1: it because you look at the NFL and their recent youth movement. What What was it? Just five years ago or so, uh, we really started to see this youth movement come in. Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay. And now I think there's 12 coaches that are younger than Tom Brady. So I would love to see some youthful, new-thinking NHL coaches come in, especially for a new team, a new franchise like the Seattle Kraken. Why not give a, a younger guy a chance to see what he can do? If it doesn't work out, then you know you, you move on. You go a different route. But I, I, I want to see that so bad. And um, from, from your thoughts, it, it seems like that's never going to happen, and that's sad.
0: The only people that don't want to see that, Mike, are the people that are already in the industry, the people that are in those positions. They don't want to see that. They're all friends. All these guys, you know, it's it's very rare. Somebody working at a high level of hockey did not play at a high level of hockey. You know, John Cooper, he's an example of someone not he he fizzled out at high school hockey and he's gone on to be a very successful coach after being a lawyer, uh, you know, so that that's one hell of an example at our own team, which I love. You know, it, it makes me feel good about myself in the future, but he, he's an anomaly, really, at the end of the day. There's not very many guys in the league like that. You know, you could say that, you know, Kyle Dubas, you know, he's that kind of guy, too. He he was really scouting for the OHL since he was 17. That's really kind of where he got started. Um, never really played too highly. So, like, there's other examples, but they're so minimal because it's just rotating the same guys in. Even like GMs, it's usually, you know, there's a lot of former players. Uh, some GMs, they hold their jobs for 40, 50 years. You know, Lou, Dave Poyle, these guys have been in the league for so long. And it really is a shame. Like, sure, Lou, he does a good job, and he's put together some great teams, of course. But at some point, that bubble's got to burst. There's so many talented individuals that are just waiting for that opportunity. And a lot of them just have never gotten it and will never get it, and it's garbage. So it really is time for that youth movement to come around. And really not even just youth movement, just, just shake everything up, just new faces. It'll rejuvenate the sport. It'll rejuvenate literally everything about the league. It would just be better for everybody.
1: And the most frustrating part is we just don't know when it's going to come because it has to come eventually. Everyone is getting older. Everyone loses their life eventually. So as GMs and coaches get older, they're going to retire. Um, so it's got to come eventually. But we just don't know when and that's that's the really frustrating part but um that's gonna do it for the episode we're gonna move into hockey name of the day now and uh we will hope to see some change in the next coming years because it would be awesome to see but hockey name of the day we got bo buster
0: bjorn how lovely of a name is that right bo buster love the alliteration yeah, triple alliteration. Your first name is Bo Buster, and he's a Swede. Like, like, what what, what, a, what a guy. So our boy Bo Buster is actually going to be playing in the USPHL uh, 18U League. Uh, so fun fun fact of the day, I have just started recently as an assistant GM for a USPHL premier team, the Detroit Funny Irish. So he will be, this kid will be playing in the league that's just beneath us. So, you know, maybe he'll he'll get the call up, and maybe I'll see him at some point in the season. Maybe I'll see him next season. Um, But yeah, he's someone that I might be able to see with my own eyes coming up soon. But uh, Bo Buster, he's a defenseman, six foot 196, a right handed shot. Uh, You know, he seems like a solid player out of Sweden, didn't really do anything too special over there. Maybe he can develop his skills a little more here, become a college hockey player. Maybe we'll see him at at those levels. It'd be really cool. But we all know that hockey name of the day, not for the uh, skill necessarily,
1: but the name itself and Bo Buster. That's an all timer. Agreed.
0: All right, Chase, that's gonna do it for the episode. If you could hit him with an outro and we'll get out of here. I think I can make that work. As always, want to thank you guys for listening. If you'd like to support us on Patreon and, you know, to get our content that way, we'd appreciate it. Not required. Uh, you know, it's not just us, it's the whole network. Uh so just a different way to get new content. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bulls Broadcast, that is at Bulls Broadcast. You can follow us uh at the hockey podcast or follow the hockey podcast network, excuse me, at hockey Net. that's at hockey podnet. Then you can also follow us at Twitter uh, at WNP Sports Pod, WNP Sports Pod. So bolts Broadcast, you're get your Hockey and Thamby Lightning Talk. Hockey Podcast Network, you're going to get your kind of general, uh, you know, sport like hockey talk that we've got so many podcasts to listen to. Then the WNP, we're getting ready to start back up. We'll do a lot of football shows, uh, football season slowly approaching. We've got a lot of good stuff planned, so make sure to go check that out. Make sure to go to the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all the podcasts network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Don't forget to read the blogs as well. We've got one up there. We've got another one on the way. Uh, there's some great stuff going on there, so make sure to check it out. Wherever you're listening to us, if you could, rate us five stars. If you want to send us your questions, comments, concerns, you know we'd love to respond to them. Uh, but at the end of the day, whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.